mates, welcome once again into the little dum-dum club for another week. My name is Tommy Dasselow. Sitting opposite me, the other half of the program, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickhead. You are, are you okay? You sound, you sound awful, to um, be honest. I've been in Perth, but that's not the reason why. Uh, no, I do feel a bit sick. I've been sick in Perth. I've just come back from Perth. Um, thanks, everyone. Thanks all the Perth friends of the show that came out to see stand-up. I was uh, doing stand-up in Perth last week with, uh, or a couple of weeks ago when this airs, with Xavier Michalides. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people came out on the first night I got there on the Wednesday night at the uh, Laugh Resort. Mm-hmm. So uh, that probably would have been the best gig of the run then. Um, I, I, you obviously haven't heard the rest of this story yet. Um, it wasn't that good at all. Uh, I hosted, and there wasn't that many people there, and it wasn't a great response. And uh, yeah, got to the end of the night, and I thought, well, you know, I've taken merch for the show, mm-hmm. this show over there, and stuff. And I thought, very futively, I thought, I oh, will, I'll plug it anyway. Who cares, right? Got to the end, and I went, oh, look, guys, thanks for for coming. And um, if you didn't know, I actually do a podcast called Little Dum Dum Club. Half the crowd went, yay! <laughs> and I'm like, hang on. You assholes haven't laughed at me all night. You've come to see me on purpose. Are you just all like Team Daslo? Just come yes. here to like asshole me? Yes. That would have been good. Oh, man. And then they're all, then it was like they, was nice of them all to come, but then they come up and uh, were like saying hi at the end. And uh, there's like a line of people waiting to come and you just feel bad. To say hi and whatever. And I was like, oh, thanks for coming. And they were all sort of individually going, yeah, tough crowd though, like all no. those other guys. <laughs> well, the other guys weren't laughing, but pack of assholes. <laughs> so if you did go to that gig, email us littledumdumclub at gmail.com oh. and let us know where Carl went wrong. What could he have done <laughs> for you to enjoy the gig a little bit more? Oh, please don't. Uh, we should also say quickly, thank you, everyone who came out and saw our 100th episode uh, last week, if you've listened to it online or if you came out, it was a great, it was a great fun night. It was, it was awesome. It was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, so that's already been out by now, so you, you'll have heard that. But yeah. hey, yeah, the other thing was Friday oh. night, uh, at the Friday night gig, it was good. It, that was actually a good gig. And at the end, I sold t-shirts and, and books and whatever and uh, got to the end and um, a lady, um, I reckon a lady in her 40s probably, um, came up and sort of you know, it's that weird thing where Now, someone... you've taken a punt here. If she's yeah. younger, she's going to be... She's switched off now. Yeah, I, d- I don't think she's younger. Okay. So, yeah. yeah I've, no, don't worry. I've thought. I've, I've, <laughs> I've met women before. What have you rounded down? Let's, let's just keep going. Okay, okay. Let's just keep going. Um, so she... I'm selling the shirts. And, you know, sometimes people come up and look at the shirts and go, oh, yeah. And, and you're sort of like, you, you really want to buy one? Do you... Surely you know the show then. You know what I mean? There's no reason to buy the shirt if you don't know the show, but she yeah. didn't show any semblance of recognition of me. Just sort of went, oh, this shirt, I might get this shirt. I went, do you know the show? She's like, yeah. Yeah, listen. I'm like, oh, okay, then <laughs> I'm Carl, and what's your name? And she goes, oh, it's a little bit embarrassing. I went, oh, what sort of name is it? She goes, <laughs> Diane. I'm like, oh, that's my girlfriend's <laughs> name. All right, that's Wow, yeah. okay. So that was is that good. embarrassing? That's more of a co- – I think she's confusing embarrassment with coincidence. Well, I think I'd just been sort of insulting my girlfriend on stage. Oh, so. okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thanks, uh, people, for coming out and uh, showing your support. Thanks also to the person on Twitter who messaged me during the weekend to tell me they'd had a sex dream about me. Yes. It's just good to have fans, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what happened in the sex dream? I don't know. Apparently I was attentive and generous, which uh, <laughs> just sounds like real life, really. sound like a dream, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, today on the program, uh, a special guest, you may know him from his own podcast, Talking Shit, or his DVD, I Love Pussy, which is out now through Punchline. <laughs> Please welcome into the Little Dum Dum Club, Eddie If. Yay! I just, I just realised the titles of everything I do are offensive. <laughs> Not only that, but when you Google... 
when you Google you, the it, second thing that comes up is Eddie if has AIDS. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> thanks to Jim Jeffries. <laughs> no, he didn't give me AIDS. He gave, he, <laughs> he gave me the title that I have AIDS by getting our listeners um, to Google. It's called a Google bomb. If oh. enough people do it, right. uh, then it'll show up. But uh, there's um, you have to have somewhere in the internet where it says that right. for it to pick up traction. Oh, okay. So the fans quickly figured that out and went on to Yahoo Answers. And uh, not just Yahoo Answers in America, but like Yahoo Answers in Canada, Yahoo Answers in like Britain, and like cause they have different ones. The United and, Nations of Yahoo yes, Answers. Yes, basically. Yeah. And then it says, uh, does Eddie Ift have AIDS? No, but I heard Jim Jeffries gave it to him. Or so, <laughs> and so it, it's gone up. And for a while, I, uh, it was tough. But um, now I've kind of embraced it because I kind of feel like I know what it's like to live with AIDS. <laughs> and I feel like I can relate to the people, the victims. Have you ever met a girl like at a bar and she's done the quick Google just to see what sort of guy this guy Jim is? Jim and I have gotten in fights about it because I'm like, you fucking ruined my career. <laughs> and he's like, what, you think people discriminate against people with AIDS? I'm like, yes, yes, I think they do. Yeah, think, Magic Johnson didn't play NBA yeah, after that. Yeah, I'm not allowed to box anymore. Uh, so I get, uh, I, I've I, thank God I have a girlfriend, and I think she thinks it's funny and cool because I can never cheat on her now. Because uh, <laughs> if I do, you know, the girl's gonna be like, "Wait a minute!" Uh, but I did get what a girl fo- is googling you in the middle of sex. Yeah. Oh, they do because um, I tell them to. That's how I. That's the only way I get them. Um, I've been on TV, uh, so uh, yeah. But it's it's kind of fun too because I'm named after my dad. Right. So I have the same name as my dad. Yeah. So now my so it's hereditary. So now my dad's living with AIDS. <laughs> Fake AIDS yeah. is hereditary. Well, Fake. so if we can get people to put in Tommy Dasilo's sex dream into Google, yeah. maybe that can be the first thing that comes I'm, up for me. I'm actually glad that we're not the only one who have fans who spend their time insulting us on the internet. That's oh, good. Insulting. <laughs> yeah. I could give you... I mean, there's hate pages against like Jim's fans despise me because they think Jim Hel- is- Helen Razor is a, a fan of Jim Jeffries. Is that does she? Oh, oh yeah. No. <laughs> um, Jim's fans uh, think that he's the only comedian alive, right? And that he's the only one you're allowed to like, and it, it, they can't like me, and they come after me. Really? Uh, oh wow. yeah. I went to there's- war. I went to war. I go to war on, with them on Twitter all the time, and and, and <laughs> I've, so no, it's fun because you, you know I have the ultimate power of the block. Yep. And so I just go until I'm bored, and then I go, you know, I got a lot of airport time. I'm sitting in airports. I'm like, what am I going to do now? Mm. Oh, I'll go fight with a fan. Yeah. Um, so, you just uh, put their name and has AIDS into Google like a million times. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't take much to do it, actually. If someone is not searched ever, mm. that will be the first thing that comes up. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, it. like I've been doing comedy for 17 years, and you know, you do a Google search, there's like thousands because i've done thousands of gigs mm. so they all appear on the internet so in order for that to get up there that they really had to fucking work yeah so yeah. i kind of commend them for their effort but <laughs> that's so strange though for for that to be like doing a show with someone to not to their fans for that to not at least be an endorsement you know what i mean it's like like you're saying his fans don't like you yeah, it's yeah. like you would think that he chooses to hang out with you for an hour a week and do yeah, a show. Well, I've, yeah. I've had like, this I've, guy's all right by I've, me. I've seen like where they'll write to us at Jim Jeffries at Eddie Ift and they'll be like, "Hey Jim, why why is this <laughs> fuckhead on the show? Why don't you get?" And uh, and I'll be like, "Yeah, right. Hey at Jim Jeffries, uh, why don't you explain?" 
<laughs> like, why, why, don't leave me hanging here alone. Is, is there any fan fiction where they just like edit your podcast so that you're no longer in it, so yeah. that it's like Garfield without Garfield? Like it, that, it, that it, it, it'd be all it would be then is Jim making racist remarks yeah. uh, because it's like that's what the show is. I drive the whole show, and then Jim chimes in with his. Uh, <laughs> horrible sexist racist <laughs> remarks that um just um make his fan like the other night i was in brisbane and it was good show it was all sold out and i was on stage going like did, did are these my fans like are they my fans and uh if they weren't laughing they probably were if, if my experience and all of a sudden uh I just started playing around to see where they were kind of and what kind of material they were into. So I started like that. All of a sudden I started to see that they were enjoying a lot of really misogynistic stuff. And, uh, (laughs) and all of a sudden I said something about the show about talking shit. And I go, Oh, are you guys shitheads? We call our fans shitheads. (laughs) And the crowd went crazy and uh, cuz that could have been just queenslanders that were exactly yeah exactly they they answered to that <laughs> they're used to that question <laughs> are you a shithead yeah, fuck yeah fucking hell mate <laughs> um so i said something about the show and jim and this table that i had been watching watching i say watching because i was, I was looking at them like these guys look like they just got out of prison <laughs> and i'm just going to keep an eye on them the whole show because i don't want to you know piss them off because they look like they're the kind of guys that'll glass me yeah and uh so i said something about jim and they all went and like kind of like bumped each other and they go jimmy (laughs) (laughs) and i was like oh i get it now wow yeah so but see that's the other side of it that's like a weird level of support where it's like well the guy that we really like isn't in town but let's just go see his mate so did they come there to they didn't heckle you they were just quiet they just got there to not enjoy it uh, no, no, they were enjoying it. Oh, okay. it, it was a good show. But, I, but I, Jim and I have talked about it before, and I was like, Jim, I get so much hate mail from your fans. And he's <laughs> like, what do you think I get? And I'm like, he's like, they do it to me too. <laughs> and I'm like, really? And it's like an abusive relationship, and yeah. I'm I'm not used to that. Like, uh, So Jim's used to it. Like his whole life has been filled with abuse, and, and, every, and, and so he abuses, they abuse it. So it's not a problem for him. But when, it, when we first started doing the podcast, all this abuse was coming, <laughs> and Jim's like, I fucking get it every day. And I was like, what do you do? He goes, don't read email. He's like, don't go on Twitter. Don't fucking read it at all. And um, he's like, uh, yeah, he's like, it's awful. It's brutal. And I'm like, my fans didn't do that. And he goes, your fans are women. <laughs> And it's really funny, like, the majority of my shows used to be, like, women coming out, and now, because of the podcast, our podcast is, we know the demographics, 85% men. Right. And uh, we call, we have the 15 percenters, we call them. <laughs> and um, these are girls that were touched by an uncle, because uh, something's fucking wrong with them to listen to our, if you are a woman and you listen to our show, there's something wrong with right. you. <laughs> like, really, truly, I say that, I'll say that to their faces, Um if they're not near me, because they'll probably punch me. But um, yeah, they're they're really terrifying. I wonder what percentage we have of male to female. I th- yeah, I reckon it's probably the same percent. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, how about this? How about if we try and start a campaign on this show to get our listeners to message Jim Jeffries <laughs> and hang shit on him? Just you to know try why? And even the balance out pe- a little bit. People are too afraid of Jim, <laughs> and they are because they, he's so on stage. He's so brash and loud and rude and. That people are intimidated by him, but they don't actually like I Jim's my best friend and I lived with him for years and I know Jim better than anyone. And the funny thing is he's the opposite of that. He's a former opera singer that 
you know, became a comedian. He's not athletic. He's not in shape. He's never been in a fight in his life. You know, like he's. And he, now he's almost Amish. He has to ignore the internet, phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because people are terrified of Jim. They're like, everyone around him, like all the people that work for our podcast are like, I'm like, I don't want to answer. Go ask Jim. And they're like, I don't want to ask Jim. <laughs> Hang on. People who work for your podcast? Oh, uh, yeah. We have a, we have a staff of 10 people. It's fucking idiotic. Oh, wow. What? Yeah. What yeah, do they do? Um, Insult Jim on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, to write down Eddie F does AIDS on Twitter. Uh, uh, we have... We have uh, we have our engineer who does all the sound. We have a videographer because we do video full up video episodes, um, and then we have the editor that edits those episodes. We have a sidekick on the show, and then we have an, uh, two interns and a producer. Oh wow! Yeah, it's so. a full operation. Man, yeah, it's. It's, yeah, it's hard to make. We only have two interns and it's us. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now you're here in the country at the moment doing gigs and uh, you, you're one of those, uh, you, you're one of the American comedians who's kind of, um, you've crossed over outside of festival time to kind of being, you know, being here uh, yeah. other times of the year, just chasing the sweet Arj Barker coin. Is that, <laughs> yeah. is that you're, uh, you, you're, yeah, you're I, very quickly heading into that kind of terrain. I, I told Arj I was going to call my, uh, uh, my he, like, He's my best, like, Arj is one of my best friends in the world, and we kind of like to come to do the festivals together, and we hang out, and we, and last year he said, I'm not going to do Melbourne, and he said, are you, so you're not going to do it either, and I went, no, now I'm fucking doing it for sure, <laughs> and I'm going to call my, I'm going to call my show, Arj Barker's not here. <laughs> Arj Barker has AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, I, I, I. I just really like Australia. I like everything about it. And um and it's in America I've sort of done the same thing where I've stopped going to markets I don't want to. I've yeah. just gone I, I don't like it there. I don't want to spend any of my life there. I'm done with you Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> I'm done. Like I I just am like there's enough places for me to go that I enjoy. Like I just I decided I like Vancouver. And I don't play Canada very often, but I was like, I want to start playing Vancouver. I mm. like Vancouver. I want to work there often. I love Melbourne. I love Sydney. I love, you know, I love, I love all of Australia. Like even going like into the bush and stuff, it's fun. But I'm sick of going to shitholes. <laughs> I'm sick of like middle America. Yeah. They could blow it off the face of the fucking earth <laughs> and I would not care. I would go to page two in the newspaper and be like, oh, they're still talking about the nuke. Page three. <laughs> Page four. Fuck, is there anything in here about... Well, what about this? We we traveled to New York. We went to LA and New York last year, and we had a night once at the uh, the Comedy Cellar, and there was a, we were talking about Australia, and there was a, a, a barman that said, oh, there's the, the, the comic here that does... Uh, the American comic that goes and uh, uh, works in America, or, uh, in Australia all the time. We're like, oh, which one's that? And he's, he's trying to describe and trying to uh, think of the name, and, so, you know, he does uh, full-time breakfast radio in Australia. I'm like, I don't think there's any American... That's full-time breakfast. And he, he eventually went, oh, Eddie Ift. Like, are you telling people in New York that you're Dave Hughes? <laughs> yes. Yes. I've changed my name. Dave Hughes has AIDS. <laughs> Dave Hughes is that wacky Australian character that you do. That's funny that he said I do breakfast radio. He, he confused, I did breakfast radio in America. Oh, right. right. And uh, uh, that, that's fine. And I'm glad to see the club that I worked at for the last 15 years. <laughs> they remember me that well. I'd spend seven nights a week at that club performing. <laughs> you know, that guy, that guy, uh, what's his name? That guy, 
Jim Jeffrey's friend. <laughs> Jim's mate. Yeah. That does afternoon radio in Austria. You know that guy? <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> There's an Aussie comic that works at the cellar a lot, um, J- uh, James Smith. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. I don't know him, but yeah, um, very funny, right. really, really funny, yeah, like great. incredible. Right. He's one of those guys, and I think Jim's kind of the same. Who a guy who was sort of never that big here before he moved overseas. They, like they both moved so quickly. Yeah, and it was it was the same thing that I did. I was in Pittsburgh doing comedy, and the Pittsburgh comedians had been there for like twenty years, and <laughs> were like, "Can't wait till I get my Iron City beer commercial." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and I, I kind of like. It was fun for me at first starting stand up, but after like three weeks, I was like, there's got to be more than this. Yep. And so I started talking about moving, and they're all like, you can't move. You're not ready to move. And I'm like, uh, really? Is there like, I got to, is, is it like degrees you have to get? Like <laughs> a master's degree, and then once you get your PhD, you get to go to New York. And uh, I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. So I think um, with the, both those guys, I think they just felt like, there was such a struggle yeah. that they were like, fuck it. If I'm going to struggle, I'll go struggle in New York or L.A. or London. Jim went to London. James went to New York. Yeah, and you, you do look at kind of people like that and, you know, back here I think Australians tend to get a bit like, oh, we'll fucking go on then and then they get massive success in their own TV shows. Brendan Burns <laughs> being another example of a guy who's yeah. just gone massive and you go, oh, well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, uh, the proof is in the pudding. They get a little yeah. bit angry when they come back here and they're not maybe massive, some people. Yeah. 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 But Brendan Burns is awesome. He's uh we we spent um a excellent night in LA on the same trip, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. With we, Brendan? Yeah. With Brendan Burns, yeah. He I've had some great nights with Brendan. Oh, he man. he had us on his uh he was doing a show at Meltdown uh comics and he we we got there like that day and he just got us on at his show, which was oh, awesome. Nice. Yeah. And then he had a gig over in Burbank and he drove us there in his like Convertible. convertible that he'd rented. We were like children. <laughs> yeah. Children in the junior version of Entourage going, oh, squealing, squealing as we drive yeah. along the highway. I think there was even a moment where he was dumb enough to say, do you want to come in my convertible or do you want to just get a cab and meet me there? And yeah. we're like, is this, how is this a question? Yeah, like, uh, that's funny. I think the convertible is the thing that everybody does on their first trip to LA. Right. Where they're like, I'm going to go to LA. And then they get, uh, what kind of car would you like to rent? I want a convertible. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think he may have even copped a bit of shit because people were like, you're still doing the convertible thing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did it on my first trip. I, I went to San Francisco with friends. And then my sister called me and said, you're up in San Fran. She lived in L.A. and she worked in the business. She was like, why don't you come down and visit? And I was like, all right. And I'm like, I'll rent a car. I'll come down. And uh, so I was like, I'm getting a convertible. <laughs> and I got the Mustang convertible and drove down the 101. And uh, or the one I drove down the one on along the coast, and I I don't know if you guys did that when you were there. It's no. kind of like doing the Great Ocean Road. Oh right, right. and um, it's gorgeous. But once you're on it, you're not getting off it till you get like literally from like uh, I think from like Santa Cruz to which is up near San Francisco to like Santa Barbara, which is like. 10 hours later. Oh, wow. And is it as hell raising as the Great Ocean Road? Because yeah, I don't know it, if you've it, done that, but there is winds, a point there where it gets pretty hairy. Yeah, it's really hairy, and it's like every car commercial has been filmed on it. And <laughs> right. uh, and it's gorgeous, but about, 
I'd say about an hour into it, you're like, get me the fuck out of here. Where's a helicopter? I made a mistake. I don't, I, I have a fear of commitment. Uh, and I did, I did the whole thing and it was awful. Wow. Uh, yeah. Cause you get no radio reception. Ugh. This was before, like I had no iPod and I was just, it, your car, your cell phone doesn't work. And I was, oh, at least you can't see the abusive messages from Jimmy. <laughs> that's fans. true. That's true. It's like, a nice, it's like being on a ranch. It's like a nice little break. They're horrible people. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we hype this up? We're, we're going back. We are. Yeah, we're going back. Wait, yeah. I, I actually want to tell you how bad they are. Um, Who, Jim Jeffries fans? Or, okay. Yeah, yeah. Here's, here's how I've finally come to the conclusion. I almost want to quit the podcast because of it. <laughs> um, it's, we're really doing well right now. We just joined Jay Moore's network, and we're, we're making money, and it's going well. And uh, we, we had a guest on who's a friend of mine, um, Yoshi. He's an Asian comic. He works for David Tell a lot. Uh, he, he, he worked in the porn industry. He was an editor in the porn industry for years. Uh, he came on our show and he told a story. He volunteered a story about how his, he's from Japan and his, um, his stepmother, he thinks, killed his father. Whoa. So he flew to Japan for the funeral and he beat the shit out of his stepmother, like <laughs> beat her to death and then beat up. His or her her brother and her cousin, and then got in a plane and flew back to the United States, and they would extradite him if she died. Like you got to tell him to come out here and do the Melbourne Comedy Festival because that is a Barry Award winning show right there. <laughs> well, he's sitting there telling it, and I've never seen Jim like anything upset Jim in the least bit ever. Nothing. He can watch the worst things, talk about the worst things. Yoshi leaves, and Jim goes. I didn't like that at all. That was really <laughs> uncomfortable. And that was, uh, and I'm like, yeah, that was fucked up. Like, that was a really fucked up story. Um, the episode airs, and all of the shitheads start writing in best guest ever. <laughs> They're murderers. <laughs> Basically, every, everyone that's ever killed a person listens to our podcast. <laughs> You, that sensitivity that you felt when hearing that story, that's just the AIDS kicking. In <laughs> yeah, fuck his mother. She deserved that. <laughs> Stepmother, anyway. Um, something I found out about you that I find quite interesting, you were in a KFC commercial. Oh, God. Oh, wow. I would yeah. love to be in a KFC commercial. I would love to have that commercial. I, I, I have it, I think, somewhere at home, and it's on one of those giant tapes, not a beta, like yeah, the yeah, yeah. giant fucking tape. And... Uh, so I could probably have it converted. I'd have to go to like an edit house or something. Get it converted to LaserDisc just for... <laughs> just for it's going to have to go this yeah, steps. Yeah, yeah. Um, I filmed it probably like, I don't know, 12 years ago maybe? I don't know. But um, the commercial was... It was filmed by... The director was the guy who wrote Natural Born Killers, David Vijos. Oh, wow. Right. And a really cool guy. And we're just two dudes sitting on the top of... Uh, on the hood of a car talking about the Big Bang, which is the name of the sandwich. And I don't like mayonnaise. Uh, they had to have mayonnaise on the sandwich. Truth in advertising. I had to take 200 bites of uh, this sandwich with mayonnaise. And they had a spit bucket for me where I would spit it out. But sometimes he'd be like, keep going, keep going. I'm like, I'm not doing the fucking mayonnaise. So, um, so we did the commercial. We were sitting on the hood of car. We're supposed to pretend like we're stoned. And we're looking up at the sky talking about the Big Bang. And you think we're talking about the Big Bang Theory, but we're talking about... This sandwich. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yep. yep that that yep. makes me hungry. Yeah. And this is the highlight of my career. Um, so. Uh, what, what's in it to get to make it 
give it the, the name of the Big Bang? Is it even, spicy or? I, I don't even fucking know. <laughs> the director at one point pulls me off and he's like, I need you to look really stoned. And I was like, all right. He goes, do I need to get you stoned? And I went, yes. <laughs> so uh, if you see that commercial, I'm very high in it. And, right. Uh, and then uh, that the best part is, so we're sitting on the hood of the car. It's really uncomfortable. Like I'm lying. It looks really like homoerotic too. Like the two of us like looking at stars together, like eating mayonnaise off our lips. <laughs> and uh, Spitting it into a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they go... <laughs> They That's probably where you got the AIDS yeah. from. <laughs> Two people, someone walks the along big, that. The Big Bang did it. Um, someone walks along that set and just finds a bucket with something that looks like mayonnaise in it. And two guys sitting on a car. What's this an ad for? KFC, of course. Glazed look in their eyes. <laughs> so so uh, uh, we're on the hood of the car and... and in every take, I'm sliding down, sliding down, sliding down the hood of the car, and I'd have to like push my ba- myself back up. Then I'd slide down, slide down, push back up, slide down. So uh, the commercial airs, and uh, uh, it aired during the Super Bowl. It was a Super Bowl commercial, oh, wow. and every awesome. everybody wants a Super Bowl commercial because yeah. the mm. whole country sees it, and it's a big deal. And uh, and then it go- usually if it's a Super Bowl commercial, it goes on to air a lot, and you make a lot of money. So I'm like, uh, they're like, you got a Super Bowl commercial? I'm like, are you fucking kidding? I got a Super Bowl commercial. How cool is that? So uh, waiting, 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 knowing every friend of mine's going to see it. Uh, commercial's on. Uh, what happened was I was sliding down the hood of the car, and it gave me the biggest camel's hoof. <laughs> like my my cock just looks like I have a giant <laughs> vagina. And the phone calls just start immediately and it's like the first one is just like nice pussy <laughs> what i love about that is that you know you're saying you don't like mayonnaise and all that i, I always find that funny where um you know like whatever you're doing your problems with whatever you're working on are always contextual so i'm sure you were probably after that like bitching to your friends going oh god it was awful i had to <laughs> eat this mayonnaise and then spit it into a bucket god it was just the worst and your friend's just going, man, you made fucking a lot of money. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think everything's relative, though. Mm. Like, uh, I fly, uh, I get to fly business class a lot in first class in America because I fly so much. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like an elitist. I don't care about shit. But once you put me up there, oh, yeah. I can't go back now. And I bitch about it. And people are like, are you really complaining about <laughs> flying to Australia? And I'm like, yes, yes, because my entire life revolves around that. Like, yeah. I'm on an airplane. You know, I was on an airplane. It took me like 40 hours to get here because I was in the East Coast and I had to fly. I'm like, don't, no, yes, that's. And they're like, look at what you're bitching about. <laughs> you're going to Australia. And I'm like, you have no idea. I sat it, next to the shitter the whole way. Yeah. <laughs> it is, though. Like, the first time you tra- oh, I travel, I'm like, this is the most exciting thing ever. Yeah, the first time. Yeah, and then you watch everyone else, and you're like, why aren't you guys jumping up and down? Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. I know I'm in a tin can for 24 hours, but this is great. Like, this is better than where I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just getting to that stage where I'm going, oh. Yeah. So I, just, the magic is just wearing off now. Oh, uh, it's brutal for It's funny you say that, Eddie, because I just recently flew business class overseas, but oh. paid for by someone else which is kind of it was amazing but it's kind of a bad thing to just do once like you, i reckon you either need to never do it right or you need to do it forever and never turn back exactly because now you know you, you suspect that it's great but now i know exactly and it's not even that it's like and again this is like to anyone not who's not done it this is sound so shit but 
it's it's not even that it's an amazing thing. It just makes a shit thing tolerable. Yeah, that's exactly it's just what basic it is. comfort. If, if somebody said to me, um, "You don't have to go." Or you can fly business. It's not like I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going, I'm going. I'd go, fuck, I don't want to go at all. Yeah, exactly. Because so you're still trapped on a, you're still trapped on a plane, which is still shit. You're yeah, just a bit more comfortable. I call it a cylindrical jail cell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's all you are. You're you're in prison for, you know, if somebody said, hey, uh, you've heard people go, I, don't, I wouldn't even want to go to jail for a night. I'm like, well, that's what I did. I flew to Australia. I was in jail for a night. <laughs> yeah. I was in a cell with a bunch of other people that at least they were somewhat civil and no one raped me. <laughs> but um, it was... Uh, it's a, it's, a, it's a cylindrical gel cell. Yeah. Oh, man, I was on a plane yesterday, and it was one of those things where uh, uh, I sat next to this guy. This guy had lucked out. He had the middle seat, so it was crap. I was on the aisle seat, and I started sort of closing my eyes, and then he just taps me and goes, hey, man, if you want to fall asleep, like I'll probably be getting up every five minutes. He really said that? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would have said, no, I'm going to stay up. Yeah. And stare at you. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is, but this is what he said. He said, if you want to do that, what I would do is move three aisles back. So he, what, what all he wanted was he wanted that seat free. He would just want to stretch sure. out. And he's trying to convince me. He goes, three seats back, there's a spare one. And I look back. And it's like a seat next to a baby that's crying. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why would I want that seat? I would have said, if you want to uh, have the aisle so that you can go, uh, go. You yeah. can go. I had, I had a guy do that to me once. I was getting on a plane flying over here or back or something, and it was back when I used to fly coach all the time. And I get on, and I get to my seat, and it's a packed flight. And I go to my aisle, and I have three seats to myself. I'm the only – oh, the guy in front of me has three seats to himself too. Yeah. And we're like – and like – he looks at me, he's like, fingers crossed, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. yeah, me too, yeah. yeah. And we're like both like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden we hear like ding dong, like, you know, like turn your cell phones off. The doors are now closed. Uh, we're going to be taking off. And we're both like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden a couple appears. Uh. And he and I are both like, no, 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 no. And they're walking <laughs> towards us. And it's obvious it's one of us is getting it. And they look at their tickets. They look up. And they look at him, and they go, I'm sorry, we're sitting right there. And I swear to God, he went, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> and, and I started laughing. And he turns around, like they sit down, and he turns around, and he looks back at me. And I know exactly what he's thinking. He's like, you have three seats. I could take one of those, and we still have a space. Yeah. And so he looks back, and I'm on the aisle at this point, and he looks back, and uh, he looks back again, and then he, I know he's about to make his decision, and I move to the middle seat. <laughs> so now whatever seat he's taking, I'm sitting right fucking next yeah, to yeah, him. Yeah. So he looks back again, and he goes, are you kidding me? <laughs> and I went, and I just shrugged like, sorry, dude. Oh. So we take off. Oh, so then I built my bed. Like we took off and I literally, I was like stuffing blankets in the cracks. Yeah. I just made this like amazing bed with pillows and blankets. You made your own fort on a plane. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I did. And uh, and so I go and I lie down and I'm sleeping. I'm having like, I'm deep into sleep. And all of a sudden this big black dude comes up to me and taps me and goes, wake up. And I'm like, huh? He's like, wake up. And I'm like, what's up, dude? And he's like, move over. And I'm like, uh, uh, I'm sleeping. Oh, man, we're hearing the story about how Eddie F got AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he goes, move over. And I'm like, 
no, no, he goes, the flight attendant said that I could come up here and, and you, you need to move over. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And so I was like, and I, and I moved over and then he sat there with me the whole time. And I tried to send him mental telepathy <laughs> messages of, I hate you. I hope you die. <laughs> but I realized afterwards, I'm like, am I racist? Because if he was white, I would have been like, no, <laughs> no fucking way. But because he's black, I felt this like white guilt. Oh, yeah. like, man, I did a long haul flight, like a, 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 a you know an overseas flight once, where you do that thing where you you towards the back of the plane and you you scoping out for any of those spare seats, yeah, yeah. especially the spare rows right at the back. And I saw one. I'm only a couple of rows away from it. So as soon as you get the chance, I went bang, bolted. There's like a row of four, yeah. I think. And uh, I'm like easy. Then at the same time, another guy, so I've already tried to claim it. Another guy does the same thing, but like way after me and gets on the other end of the four and goes, Hey, how good's this? And I'm like, what well, was, <laughs> and then immediately he just does what you've done and it takes three, takes three. And was it Eddie? <laughs> no, this was like a Danish guy or something. And put, and puts feet. I, like, I love how he looked at you and go, how's good this? <laughs> yeah. Literally two minutes after saying that. He, after saying how good is this, he had his feet in my face. Oh, like, no, no, I wouldn't be able to tolerate that. Because I, I like, you know, I'm I'm pretty, you know, tense around people and I don't like getting into confrontations and stuff. And nowhere does that more come into play than on a plane because you're trapped. Like that's the worst thing I can think of is getting into it with someone right at the start of a flight. I was getting onto a plane recently and this old man, this dad, got into a fight with this kid like sitting in front of him, this like maybe teenager, early 20s. Like it was kind of a case where both of them should have just not, like they should have both shut up. Like the, so the dad gets on the plane a bit late and he's like had to move a bag around from the overhead thing to fit his suitcase in and then the kid turns around and goes, hey, um, why did you just move my bag without asking or saying anything? And the dad just cracks it and goes, because there wasn't room in there and it's not first in best dressed, so just chill out, okay? And just smashes him. And they're like sitting like next to each other basically. And I was like, man, we haven't even taken off yet. Do you really want to start that? Do you yeah. want to have that tension the, for, whole, for the flight, whole flight for something that's bad enough as it is without sitting but there just any of the, with hate? Any of that stuff, like I, I did, had a full-on fight happen one row in front of me a couple of weeks ago, and it's like it was – I don't know whether they double-booked the, the, the thing, but it was like obviously a foreign family had was sitting there, and this Aussie family got in and thought that was their seats, and they just kept going, but that's my, that's my fucking seat. And then they'd go, man, you guys have got to calm down, and then they'd go for a walk, and then – really just do that little mini run and come back and go, that's my seat you're in. You're in me seat. And I'm like, man, there's, there's air marshals these days. Like, that's ballsy I, to yeah. start that stuff. I had, a, I had a woman, and I fucking, I hate it because, you know, they've done, you've seen the Mythbusters. Uh, the cell phone thing is bullshit. Yeah, about yeah, turning, yeah, It's a complete bullshit, bullshit thing that I don't know why they do, and I get in arguments with everyone about it because I'm the guy. I'm still texting down below my leg when yeah. fucking, as we're in the air. I've, Worse I mean, than that, having to turn the iPod off. Yeah, What's just, that? That's not giving out it, anything. It, it makes me crazy. So yeah. I'm, I'm sitting there the other night, the other day, and a, a woman goes to me, um, uh, you better turn your cell phone off. And I went, yeah, yeah. And she's sitting next to me. Usually when people go, turn your cell phone off, I go, air marshal. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I want to just get an air marshal badge. <laughs> air marshal, shut the fuck up. Well, um, a little loudspeaker. Uh, that would be good. Uh, whenever I meet a girl in a bar, and I go, what do you do? She's like, I'm a flight attendant. I go, turn your phone off. Turn your phone off. So uh, uh, this woman goes, uh, yeah, you got to turn your phone off. I go, I know. I know the rules. I know the rules, even though the rules don't matter. I mean, it's a bullshit rule. She's like, what do you mean? I go, it doesn't. Da, 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 da. And I go, pretty soon they're going to allow us to talk. And she goes, that's going to be terrible. I'm like, what? So we get in this argument about if you should be able to use a phone. She goes, why should anybody be able to use a phone on the plane? She's like, I don't want to hear people talk on the phone. I'm like, people have conversations. <laughs> Do you not want to hear them have conversations? She goes, well, they're right there. And I'm like, so they should be allowed to talk to a person, but only if that person is physically next to them. <laughs> they can't talk to a person. She goes, yeah, because then everybody would be on their cell phone. I'm like, if everybody's on their cell phone, that means that everybody likes that rule and you're the only one that doesn't like <laughs> it. And she's like, it's just rude if you're on your phone. I go, no, actually, it's not rude. I, see, I go, see, cell phones are amazing because they let you talk to people that you want to talk to instead of having to talk to people that you never wanted to talk to like right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I had a similar thing like that. I was in a bar the other night. We finished a gig and this woman sat next to me and I was on my phone and it's like midnight and I was actually following the start of the Eng English Premier League season. It had just kicked off. My team were playing the first game of the season. What's your team? Uh, Liverpool. Okay. And you, you support? I, I've lived over in the UK for a while, so ah. I, ju I just know who I don't like. Right, right, <laughs> Whenever right. I had bad shows, I hate that town. Though. Right, right, right. Yeah, so I, I had these things. I'm following that and this woman's like, why don't you talk to me? And I'm like, oh, because I don't know you. And she's like, well, you should be talking to me because that's just a phone. That's a piece of plastic. That's a piece of... And my phone's smashed. And she's like, it's not even a good phone you're looking at. <laughs> she, like, what sort of argument is that? And she, and you I'm should like, have said, this is the reason no one wants to talk to yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm actually following a team that I've supported for 25 years, I've known you for less than five minutes. Yeah. So this, I'm going to go with this. And she's like, yeah, that is so rude. And I went, back to the phone. <laughs> and then she made this big deal of getting up and saying goodbye to everyone else that was within us, near us, except for me. That was the big show. Oh, a, she just did this big you. deliberate turn of the back on me. Yeah. So wow. I'm never using this phone again. Yeah. I've been taught a you lesson. You should get it fixed, man. That is it. Disaster. It's a shit phone. It yeah. is. It's, it's. You know what? There's shards of glass falling off daily off my iPhone at the moment. <laughs> That's, can you say that? There's like big chunks yeah, of yeah. glass. Yeah, I, I had that going very, on. Your girlfriend's ringing you right now. Yeah, pretty, no. pretty soon apps are going to fall out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but it's right where I put my ear to the phone as well. So I'm going to have pierced ears very soon. Hey, uh, let me just uh, uh, bring this up uh, before we get out of here. Um, I've got a, a, a housemate update. I think I might have started to tell you this uh, story, Carl, but basically, uh, Eddie, to bring you up to speed, I live with my girlfriend and we live with another couple. So there's four of us in the house. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's time to get out. Anyway, um, a few weeks ago, a uh, little- Do your housemates like, listen to the show? Uh, I don't think so. All right, good. Uh, they're in for a pretty rude surprise <laughs> in a minute's time if they do. Um, so not long ago, uh, but pretty much sort of before I went away, um, my girlfriend's mum was around at our house, just hanging out, catching up, and our male housemate walked in on her in the toilet oh, mid-wipe, awesome. which just, oh. I don't was know, I don't one know or, how that... One, one or two, was she wiping from the front or from the she back? She was wiping from the front. Oh, okay. wow. So it was pretty much the worst... 
Is that the worst? Could, no, could I that think have shit would be worse. I, I like that you know that. I like yeah. that that's, you've either asked him that or he's volunteered no, that to I you. Think, <laughs> you know what's weirder? I think she volunteered it. Oh. I think she said to what, the like, mum. The mum said mom, to The mum said it as he was looking. I'm wiping from the front. <laughs> 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 Just so you know when you tell all your mates, yeah, this is what's happening. This is going to come up. Wait, I, get a photo because no one will believe this. I only have a dirty vag. <laughs> But um, but yeah, basically after that happened, uh, they let the couple who we live, our housemates, immediately left the house and did not return for about forty eight hours. They just went on the land. and it's man, it's a different vibe in the house now. I'll tell you what, it's oh, tense. I've I've had that happen before where um, you I, saw my girlfriend's mum. Yeah, yes, wiping. that is exactly what That's I had to say. We I, never I, about I, that I wiped your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was years and years and years ago. I was in a house where uh, uh, I was in uh, the bedroom with my girlfriend at the time, and uh, we were mid, uh, you know, uh, not an unusual act, but certainly a very graphic act. And uh, <laughs> what a strange! Yeah, I know. I've never heard anyone <laughs> explain it. Like I thought you were going to end it like not an unusual act, like saying that was your yeah. way of saying we were having sex. And I was like, that's a really interesting way to say it. Like, yeah, it's just sex. Everyone does it. And I thought that's what you were. Going going for yeah. and then it got creepier. Yeah. <laughs> Old nimble toes Chandler yeah. just dancing around the issue. It was well, it was a, it wasn't a normal position. Let's Which one was it? Okay. Um I uh, should I say? No, you've um, come this far. Was it the jackhammer? No, no, no. It was more just I was it was there was not pe- uh, vaginal penetration. It was more another act in a sort of a weirder position. <laughs> He's done it again. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, anyway, are you Christian or something? <laughs> Why can't you explain this? Yeah, it was a very weird position. It was missionary. Yeah, yeah. It was Jim Jeffries fans are going to hate this. Yeah. Very weird. But anyway, <laughs> I had um, a mate's knock on my door, and then you, it's that thing where you sort of like don't want to say I'm having sex, right, right? So you sort of just freeze and hope that they don't think anyone's in there, right? And then they open the door, and where you know, in full view of what's going on. And then that thing of where they freeze and don't know whether to slam the door, they've gone with the option of just sort of awkwardly talking (laughs) and me going, what are you doing? (laughs) And they're just still watching it. I'm Uh like, man. And then like, oh, right. And then they just went away for two days. Wow. (laughs) Uh, It's not as awkward as I was, uh, this is an ex-girlfriend, but we were having sex. And Jim, the house that I live in now, Jim used to live in with me and he, he moved into the room that was my office and um, uh, it's a, it's a weird, it's an old building, but it's uh, an old house, but it's, they modernized it a bit. Like that's this, the, the walls don't go to the ceilings in my bedroom cause there's a loft and then there's like all this open space and the hallway is like, there's, there's like open air from like the wall goes up like eight feet and then that's it. And I'm in there and the girlfriend at the time was like, I don't want to stay here and I'm not having sex with you. I was like, why? She's like, because he can hear everything. And I'm like, no, he can't. There's no, it's fine. You know, he's in his room. It's isolated, blah, blah, blah. So that, that very night we're having sex and uh, I finish and you hear Jim from his room go, thank you. (laughs) 
Um, anyway, I think that brings us to the yeah. end of the program uh, for another week. Eddie has a dinner that he has to uh, rush yeah. off to. Um, the DVD, I Love Pussy, is uh, <laughs> in stores right now. We have, we have some copies, thanks to uh, A-List, yeah. uh, to give away. We haven't quite worked out how we're going to do that yet. We'll, do, we'll, we'll have a question on uh, Twitter or Facebook. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, we'll think of something and uh, send us in an answer, and you can win a copy of Eddie's DVD. Uh, it's in stores right now. Eddie, thank you so much for hey, joining us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. It was fun. People can hear you on your podcast, Eddie and Jim Talk Shit. And uh, what have we got to play? with anything coming up? Uh, t-shirts. Up. T-shirts. Sold, sold a few t-shirts in Perth, but we've still got plenty more. So yep. the grey and the blue t-shirts. Hit us up uh, at... Oh, man, we've got to get a website. Yeah. We've got to yeah. get a website. Yeah, it's too you got to get a studio, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've got to get a, a Jim Jeffries house to record this. Yeah. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. See, see you, mates. mates.